Hey, what's up, it's Jared. So today I wanted to answer a question I get pretty often, which is what I look for in a camera. Now, I am a professional photographer of, gosh, like 15, 16 years now. I'm also a hobbyist photographer. I love just taking pictures for the hobby and enjoyment of it. And I'm also a dad who loves to take pictures of his kids. So there are a lot of different scenarios in which I am taking pictures. I still shoot professionally, events and stuff like that, and product photography for my video and I also film a lot. So there's a lot of things that I do with cameras in a lot of different scenarios. But most of the time people are asking me like what camera I want to use when I'm just going out and I want to take pictures. Uh, maybe we're doing an activity with my kids and I want to take some pictures. Obviously I could bring a big camera along with me, but that's just not practical. I definitely tried to do that in the past. These days I just want to bring something with me that is good and works really well and is definitely convenient to carry around with me. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that in this video. Through my Ditch Auto YouTube channel, I've had a lot of opportunities to try different cameras, to use different cameras, and especially this last year, I of course have been swimming in Sony equipment for a while, and all of that is stuff that I've purchased and I use because I am a Sony camera user right now. But in the past, I was a Canon user. This last year, I definitely had the opportunity to use a lot of Canon stuff in their new mirrorless cameras. And in Nikon as well, I have Nikon cameras and lenses, and I've been able to use those. And so I've had a lot of opportunities to try pretty much everything that's out there uh, that, that most people would be considering using. And then on the mobile spectrum of it all, like with smartphones, of course, those cameras have gotten to be really good. And a lot of times I get the question, Question, like, do I even need a camera? Like, our smartphones are so good. Can I just use my smartphone? And I've had opportunities to use pretty much every smartphone that's out there that's available uh, through my channel, State of Tech, where I talk about mobile technology. So the best in the iPhones, the best in the Android phones, as far as cameras go, I'm utilizing those all the time and I know a lot about them, which is why I end up getting a lot of questions like this. Um, I'll probably do a video soon on whether or not smartphones are like good enough in comparison to an actual camera, because that's definitely a question that I get asked a lot. There are times in which I will just go out with my smartphone and I don't bother bringing a camera, but there are a lot of times where I want to actually bring a camera because the smartphone is just going to fall short. And I'll probably talk in another video about why that is, but I think that if you are wondering or you're asking the question about like what camera to get or you know, uh, what camera is good, you're probably already knowing that like your smartphone falls short in many instances and you're wanting to get a camera. And so this is why I'm putting this video together is just to have this conversation together, uh, whether you're watching the video here or listening to the podcast. So, I mean, cameras are basically a commodity at this point. Um, so there's so many options that are available for pretty much everybody and, and what they're going to be taking pictures of. There are sports-specific cameras that are geared more towards that. There are cameras that are geared towards uh, people that want to shoot video and take pictures. I mean, there's just cameras across the board, and so there's too many options these days, and it is pretty commoditized these days. So the things that I look for... Primarily, we'll start with the first one, which is autofocus. I want the autofocus to work really good because, I mean, I am manually controlling pretty much the rest of the camera, but I want the camera to gain focus for me to be able to get that subject, whether it's a person or an object or whatever it is, 
in focus and have that be nice and sharp. And the cameras have gotten so good at that these days, some are better than others, and there's been newer technologies that have come out that have made that process uh, definitely more consistent. But I'm looking for a camera that can achieve that consistently for me. There are cameras that trade out other features and have a lesser autofocus, and I tend to avoid cameras that are like that. Um, I would rather have a camera that gets a sharp image than have a camera that is just so good in low light or that is so good at some other feature that it sacrifices autofocus because I don't care if your photo is underexposed or overexposed. If it's blurry, nobody's going to want to look at it. It's just not going to feel good. We want things that are sharp, things that are in focus. And so I look for the consistency and the speed of the autofocus. And that also lends to stabilization as well. A lot of cameras these days are coming with their own built-in stabilization, and that really helps out. Whether the camera itself has a optical type of stabilization, or the sensor is stabilized, or it has really good electronic stabilization, those are huge. That means when we're taking pictures, they're less shaky looking. Uh, same with video. When you're watching back some video clip that you shot, it doesn't look like an earthquake is happening or that somebody's having a seizure. It's a very nice, appealing video to look at. And I want that process to be easy for me so that I don't have to think about it so much because most of the time, I don't have a lot of time to plan what I'm getting to, ready to take a picture or shoot a video clip of. I just have to flick on the camera, get a setting right, and then go for it. I don't have the time to set everything up and make for a perfect situation for getting the type of shot that I want to get. So I expect the camera to be able to do as much of that for me as it can. Image quality is another one. I go for clarity over image size. You know, the big megapixel images are not useful, really. The cameras were a big race to megapixels, and we've kind of hit a plateau, gosh, maybe like five years ago on the megapixels, because the megapixel of the image is large enough now for pretty much all of our use cases. A camera that has like a 20 or so megapixel image is big enough to pretty much do anything that you're going to do with your photos. Our smartphones that usually top out between like 10 and 16 or so megapixels are producing large enough images that you could pretty much do anything that you want with. So I choose clarity oversized because I want whatever that image that it is going to capture to be super clear, super sharp, and just look good. Obviously, there have been smartphones that have come out that are like 50 megapixel, just monstrosity of an image, and when you zoom into it, the image looks like junk because they went for image size over image quality or clarity. The new Samsung, I think it's going to be called the Galaxy S20 that's supposed to be announced in February, is supposed to have some monstrosity of a megapixel camera on it, and I am thinking that it's probably going to be kind of gimmicky. We don't need some huge, huge, huge image. We need usable images that are nice and clear, and that's what I look for in a camera. Clarity over size. Color accuracy is also pretty important to me. Most cameras these days are pretty good at resolving the colors that we see into the camera itself. But of course, when we're taking pictures, I can always edit my pictures. It's not as big of a deal, but I do like having my photos be relatively close out of the camera, which comes down to, can I adjust the settings properly so that I can get the image that I want? And so color accuracy is also pretty important. 
Uh, really good like 4K video also is important for me. Um, it might not be for you because you might not shoot video much and a lot of uh, HD video is still good enough quality for most things. I mean the displays on our smartphones aren't 4K so most of the time you don't even need to shoot in 4K. But I like having clean 4K video. What you're watching right now is shot in 4K and if you blow it up to 4K it's going to look really good and I want to make sure that anything that I do film that I film in 4K is going to look good because I just made the decision to film in 4K and I, you can always shrink 4K down to HD but you can't scale HD up to 4K and make it look good. So a camera that does a good job at 4K video is also important. Battery life is also another factor. The length of the battery itself is important, but also the charging options. One of the things that early attracted me to the Sony cameras was the fact that you could plug right into the side of the camera and charge the battery that was inside the camera. All of the Nikons and the Canons of the time could not do that. You had to carry your charger around with you. You had to plug it into an AC outlet somewhere or buy some sort of an adapter for your car, whereas with my Sony camera, I could take the thing that I charge my cell phone with, plug it into the side of the camera, and top off my camera. So the charging options are also pretty important. Most of the cameras are getting pretty good at battery life these days, but even Sony with their more recent cameras went with a little bit beefier of a battery so we can do all the things that we want to do all day long. But most of the time, the batteries are lasting pretty long for me. It really comes down to the charging options. Ergonomics and usability is also huge for me. I uh, Early on when I switched to Sony, their cameras were tiny. They were actually harder to hold on to. They were significantly lighter, but the problem with that was they were hard to hold on to and it actually was more wear and tear on my hand than a heavier camera was that was easier to hold on to. And so now that the Sony cameras are getting a little bit thicker again and a little bit more to hold on to, it's actually better, even though they do weigh a little bit more than they used to. The uh, easier to hold is better for me. I like the ergonomics of uh, the cameras that have been coming out lately because they got away from tiny and are getting back to what is actually comfortable to use. Smaller is not better. Whatever fits in your hand is good. And of course, a camera can weigh too much, so you want one that's not going to weigh too much, but you want one that's going to be easy to hold. And then also the button layout on the camera for me is super important because I like to use those buttons to customize my camera. Might not be so important to you, but there are cameras these days that don't have many buttons on them at all and they rely uh, on tapping on the screen to make changes and that can be kind of time consuming. If you are wanting to take a picture of something and you need to change settings and you have to tap through a menu system on a screen and you can't just rotate a dial to change a setting, then you're going to miss your opportunity. The touchscreen is not going to be able to replace the camera controls anytime soon because these are things that we want to be able to use from muscle memory. We're looking through the camera, we're framing up our shot, we're making adjustments. It's very hard to do that on a digital screen without looking at it. That's why typing on an iPad screen is really hard and why, like for me, I bought an iPad keyboard so I can type on a keyboard and, you know, I'm not even really utilizing the touchscreen on my iPad nearly as much as you should because that's what it was designed for. But we have a hard time without some sort of tactile feedback and that's where controls on the camera really come into play. 
Something that powers up quick is also important. I've had cameras in the past that take forever to start up, and that is a real bummer because cameras that take forever to start up mean you're gonna lose your opportunity to take a picture of something, or you just end up leaving your camera on all the time and the battery wears out pretty fast. So that's uh, important for me as far as ergonomics and usability goes. Lens options are also pretty important. Um, I've definitely gone down the road of buying too many lenses and not using those lenses. So I definitely look for lenses that have good all around utility for me. I like a lens that has stabilization in it, especially if I'm using a camera that doesn't. Not all lenses have stabilization in them, but most of the time you can find a good lens that has some stabilization. So if you have a camera that's stabilized and then you have a lens that's stabilized, you're gonna have some amazingly smooth, buttery looking shots all the time. And another thing as far as lens options is fixed aperture lenses. If you have a lens that zooms, some lenses, when you zoom, it actually changes the overall exposure. There's an aperture range. So for example, like a, an F, 3.5 to 5.6 lens means that when you are zoomed out wide, you are at an f3.5, which is letting more light in. And as you zoom in, it's actually closing that aperture a little bit to f5.6 and it's limiting the amount of light. So the simple fact of zooming in is changing your exposure, which means now you're not only trying to compose your shot and zoom and frame your shot, but now you have to worry about your exposure as well. These are things that don't really matter so much if you're shooting in automatic mode, but if you're shooting in manual mode like me, it's one additional thing that I have to worry about. And so I try to avoid lenses that have a variable aperture. I want a lens that has the same aperture, whether I'm shooting at a wide angle or if I'm zoomed in. Value is also important. There are a lot of really expensive cameras out there that do only a few things. And while those are good because they definitely do that one or two things really well, I want a camera that is more all around and has great value for the money that I'm spending. I don't have endless amounts of money or endless amounts of opportunities to get things for free, so I definitely want to utilize what I have to the best of my ability, which means taking the money that I have and spending it uh, in a way that gets me the most for the money that I'm spending. And some closing thoughts. There's a quote that I've heard a lot of people say, especially photographers. It's an older quote, but it still gets used quite a bit, and that is that the best camera is the one that you have with you. But I tend to disagree with that because if the camera that you have with you is constantly failing you, it is not the best camera. So you wanna make sure that you have a good camera with you, whether that be a smartphone that you know how to use and take really good photos with, or a digital type of camera that uh, you definitely learn a little bit about and you understand how to use it. The best camera is not the one that you have with you. The best camera is the one that you know how to use and that you are confident in that you so also happen to have on you. So consider that. Go with quality lenses over a quality or an expensive camera body. I, I accidentally said a quality camera body. You definitely want to have a quality camera body but I would rather spend less on the camera body and spend more on the lenses. And I've given this advice for a very long time. The sensors on these cameras are great. They take great photos. Yes, there are little things that get better as you spend more money on a camera, but if you put a cheap lens on a good camera, your photos are still gonna look cheap. If you put a cheap lens on a cheap camera, your photos are gonna look cheap. If you put an expensive lens on a cheap camera, at least your photos are gonna look as good as that camera could possibly capture because you're not limiting the camera's ability by putting cheap glass on the front of your camera. So consider that. 
Also, learn how to shoot in manual mode. I have a course that I put together a long time ago on how to do that. It's called Ditch Auto. Start using manual mode. Manual mode is going to give you much more control over your camera, and it's going to help you capture much better images. Even though our cameras are getting really good at shooting in automatic mode, they still miss the mark quite often. And the more you know about your camera, the better chances you are that you're going to capture the types of photos that you want consistently every single time. So definitely uh, check out that course and go check out the Ditch Auto YouTube channel. The Ditch Auto YouTube channel has tons of camera reviews, tips, techniques, and stuff like that. And so I would encourage you to go check out my channel and subscribe and find any videos that might be of interest to you. And definitely, if you could, share it with someone that you think might find it interesting. So that's going to do it for me today. I hope that this helped you uh, better understand cameras, what might I look for in a camera, and what might be important in a camera. I definitely wanted to cover that, talk about my own experiences a little bit, but also in what I t tend to give out as advice to other people. So I hope that it helped. Whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on the YouTube channel, thank you so much for making it to the end. Uh, if you have any questions, definitely let me know down in the comment section or through social media. You can hit me up definitely there as well. But until next time, thanks again for being here and have a great day.